Good evening. Welcome to the uh, meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners. This is our first meeting of the month. We just have on the uh, Tuesday meeting, then the third Thursday meeting, also for county business. So welcome, whether you are here in person or welcome if you're uh, uh, looking at us, uh, viewing us through Facebook, being live streamed. So thank you for your participation today. Uh, as the commissioners have noted, if you've got a copy of the agenda, it looks lengthy. Uh, but we're going to try to work on that so that uh, we use all, our time and, and your time wisely. And Mr. Brown, has the meeting been publicly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. Is there someone here from the United Ministerial Alliance to do the invocation? No? All right. Ms. Mosley, would you be so kind as to leave our invocation and our pledge? Please stand for the invocation and our pledge. I was hoping for the state representative, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was saying that he wished the state representative would do it. I'd be glad to. There you go. Sure, he must not be Baptist. <laughs> 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 he is. <laughs> now let us pray. Almighty, everlasting, thou art eternal God, we thank you once again for the opportunity just to be here as servants of the people. We thank you for this commission. We thank you for the work that they are doing and will do. We thank you for those that have come to participate and the things that it takes to make life good for everybody. And now, Lord, remember us all and remind us, please, that we are a deliberating body, but not an unsure body. Keep our minds, Lord. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let us pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <laughs> Just for you, Everybody got it. Everybody got it that time. Mr. Chairman, just a couple notes here. Um, as you know, we've got three public hearing matters uh, for us tonight. There are three public hearing sign-in sheets, um, a variance request, 2023-022-LC, 2323-LC, 2324-LC, and there is also a reconsideration of a matter that was tabled from the April 4th meeting that will not be public hearing. That public hearing was held on April 4th. So if any of those, the, the ones that are open for public hearing tonight, if anybody wants to sign up, those sheets are in the back. Uh, just as a reminder, folks have five minutes uh, to address the chairman and address the board. It can only appear one time. Thank you, sir. You did, you did it better than I could have. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. All right, let's go with the awards and recognitions to get the happy stuff out of the way first and get into business. Uh, Allison James, GECA Area 5 Dispatcher of the Year. Good afternoon. Go there. I am here to present an award to Mr. Addison. Um, we are governed or we have the uh, Georgia Emergency Communication Authority Board. They're umbrellaed under uh, GEMA. And they're kind of like our liaison between GEMA and the 911 centers. Each of our um, areas has a representative, and we're area five. So our GECA uh, representative has eight to 10 um, counties that she's over. Every year, she asks the directors to present um, uh, employees for direct, uh, dispatcher of the year. And I, every year, I've submitted two to three. This year, we won, our area won. All right. um, we submitted Mr. Addison James, 
Uh, I submitted a call. I don't know if he knows even what call I submitted. <laughs> it was. Um, I submitted a call that he took last July, um, a very in-depth call. Um, unfortunately, it didn't end well. But Mr. Addison, after having two years of experience, took that call, stayed on the call with the young lady, kept her calm. He stayed calm. Wasn't a calm moment, but he did extremely well. Uh, we couldn't have been more proud of him. So he won, and she came and presented this during Dispatcher Week. But we wanted to come and celebrate that with you all as well. And that is his award. Congratulations to you. Okay. Want to say hello to us, sir? <laughs> uh, good evening, board of commissioners. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, the work I do is, you know, stressful, hard work, but it's good work because I'm the one doing it. So thank you so much for this award. <laughs> no. He keeps us smiling and laughing all the time. No. I'm not sure what your trophy wall looks like, but if you <laughs> like us in the picture, we, we'd be happy to do a photo op with you. Take a photo, of course. Well, come we, on. Yeah, come this way now. Come, come on. on. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Better, we always got you working, man. <laughs> How you doing today? Doing good. Stevens, you're hidden. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> he said you're hidden. Oh, I'm hidden. There's a space right here. We yeah, right come on, come on, come on. Oh, get goodness. For, for the vertical. Oh, come, come on. I'm going to get contaminated over here. Be nice, children. Be nice. All right, whenever you're ready, Cassie. Say the word. Ready. One, two, three. One, two, three. Good to know you're there. <laughs> this time, Dean Terry Sellers from Savannah Tech, Liberty County Campus, is coming to come introduce uh, another young man with a special honor, uh, Mr. Darrell Sanders. Will you two please come forward? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. As he said, I'm Terry Sellers. I'm the campus dean at Savannah Technical College Liberty Campus. And every year, the Technical College System of Georgia has a, it's a competition for the student of the year. Each technical college out of 22 technical colleges has to identify a student that they deem the student of the year. This year, Mr. Darrell Sanders won that award for the college. And he went on to, we first have to go to Tifton, Georgia for him to be in the regional competition. There are about seven colleges within that region and those students compete. And when they compete, they choose three finalists out of those seven. They do not reveal at that time who those finalists are. We do not find out who those finalists are until we go to Atlanta for the state competition of all 22 colleges. And this year when we got to Atlanta, which was last week, uh, Darrell made the finalist. And so um, 
It was just a wonderful time. He did not win, but he is our winner. And he shown up and showed out. Everyone knows who Daryl Sanders is at Technical <laughs> College of the, at TCSG now. And so today I would like to introduce to all of you um, our winner. He is a Liberty County native. Uh, Liberty County citizen, mm -hmm. and um, but he grew up uh, right here, local, and um, Daryl Sanders. Thank you. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? Um, like she said, my name is Daryl Sanders. I'm actually from Savannah, Georgia. However, I attended um, here. Uh, believe it or not, I went to Lewis Fraser and Bradwell, my ninth grade year, Bradwell, um, and of course Lewis Fraser. I attended in eighth grade. Um, I actually also um, competed um, there and for floral design for Liberty County, of course, for Bradwell. And unfortunately, I made it to regionals there too. And, and um, I, that's where my journey ended. However, um, going to Savannah Technical College, of course, I went there with no experience. Um, I, did, I never even knew. I'm a barber, um, for those of you who don't know. Um, I actually never wanted to cut hair. I'm prior service Marine Corps. Um, I went into Marine Corps. I had no idea what I was going to do after coming out. I'm a combat veteran. Um, Marine Corps kind of put me out and said, bro, we, we, we can't, you can't, we, we, we used you enough. We're going to let you go. <laughs> um, so I came out. I did a bunch of different things. I worked UPS. I worked a bunch of different jobs. But I, I, I really didn't have a purpose. And what I needed was a purpose. Um, one day I'm in the barber shop, and of course my barber cut my hair, my two sons' hair in 30 minutes, and made $65. I was like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I told him, I said, $65 in 30, uh, 30 minutes, man, I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> and so he told me, he said, go out and you get your, um, go to school and get your, your master barber's license, and I, I'll let you cut in my shop. Immediately, I went up to Savannah Technical College and was like, sign me up. I need, I need to do what he just did. Um, so I, I, I came into class. I actually have a service dog. I didn't know it was going to be this big. Uh, otherwise, I would have brought him. Um, however, um, I came in with my service dog. I met my instructor, Mr. Terrence James. Um, amazing, amazing guy. You know, And I told him immediately, I was like, brother, I don't like to read. And I was like, I'm here. I just want to learn how to cut hair. And he said, well, there's a lot of reading in here, and I assure you, you can do it. Um, so, of course, you know, I, I actually ended up meeting a bunch of the, the ladies and gentlemen in that class, and it turned out to be about 80% of those people were veterans. Um, of course, they all kind of understood where I was coming from because some of them shared the same afflictions. Um, but the problem was I'm the only Marine in there, and all of, everybody <laughs> was in the Army and, <laughs> and, and Navy. So we, uh, if you know the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, oh, we, yeah. we love each other, but we have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> And so I was like, that's not one of y'all going to be able to beat me in this class. Everybody had been cutting hair, so they were already beating me. So I had a lot of ground to cover. Um, I just put my, my best head forward, um, and I charged forward. And it was, it was my, my, uh, my thoughts and, and my drive that actually pushed me to say, I want to be better than what these guys' best is. So I, I snuck around and, and watched a couple of techniques and – and I'm a good visual learner, so then I go back and do it. And then in one year, I was able to replicate everything everybody was doing. Um, and then from that point, Mr. James said that I was ready for a barbershop and that he would introduce me to a few different barbers and see where I wanted to go. And ironically, I ended up in the shop that he took my $65. So, <laughs> so um, at that point, I started cutting, and I've, I've, been, um, I've been happy to do that and, and have become 
really well. So if you guys ever want to get your hair cut, <laughs> I cut women hair. Um, I'm also I, I can also style. <laughs> yeah. but you don't you don't have to pay that that stylist number. You get that you get the you get the style at a barber's price. So of course I do facials, I do um, regular haircuts, um, anything that you want to do in terms of barbering, I can do it. Um, so if you want to come see us, I'll be at Royalty Cuts. And thank you for your time. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Can you do anything with this? No. I, Actually, sir, I'm also able to do what's called a male unit. I actually, um, and I'm glad you asked that because I should have said that as well. So um, I actually ended up attend, uh, going to, um, is it in Jacksonville? I'm not sure, but it's a hair show um, out there um, that actually um, they teach a lot of different classes. And one of those classes, my brother, he got diagnosed with stage four cancer. Um, so of course he had a lot of stuff, stage four brain cancer. And so he started losing his hair and everything. And I wanted to give back. I was like, brother, I'm gonna make you feel normal. So I went to those hair unit classes so I can take your head and make it look like mine. Ooh. Or mine, <laughs> or mine, or mine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you want that unit, sir? You come on out the royalty cuts. I, I got an app, everything for you, and I get you. I make it. We'll start you off real slow so nobody will know that you're going to have to back. Thank you, Daryl. Did uh, you sign up, Justin? I'm sorry. Oh no, I, I, don't, I don't really have an issue with, with growing hair right now. Mine's growing pretty well. <laughs> we recognize Daryl for being a Liberty County resident, having come through our school system somewhat. But we also uh, recognize Daryl uh, because he's the uh, uh, go student for the entire Savannah Tech system, but he's representing the Liberty County branch, so we're yeah. proud about that. Absolutely. In addition, he would have been at our mid-month meeting, but he could not tell them why you couldn't make the mid-month meeting. Um, I, I had a prior uh, commitment, of course, to um, um, to Savannah Technical College. I also was inducted into Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society. Um, in order to be inducted into that honor society, you have to have a, at least a 3.5 GPA or better. And I want to say it's 12, uh, 12 semester course courses in order to get there uh, or be in 12 enrolled into 12 semester <coughs> courses. Um, my GPS was 3.7, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, and of course, um, I, I wanted to make sure I honored both commitments. And so um, I actually went into that induction ceremony and I was the keynote speaker there as well. All right. Good for you. Good yeah. For you. Now we'll take a photo. Did you happen to bring your, I didn't tell you to bring your, your gold Service to the Oh, no, sir, I didn't well, bring Well, come it on, we'll do a picture anyway. <laughs> 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 Can we put us in this picture, who will please say? Before we move, before we move, can I get one on my phone? Can you do one on my phone? Oh, okay. Gotcha.
one, two, three, pass. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. All right, go on three. One, two, and three. On another note, let me remind the audience: the the Daryl, your training was at the the lab at the Liberty Campus, right? Yes, sir. That lab was paid for with spouse dollars. Spouse, come to the rest of the occasion again. Good to see the fruit thereof. All right, Ms. Samantha, can you keep that going? <laughs> it's hard to follow, follow those kind of achievements. Yeah. You all are welcome to stand, so you, you, we'll, we'll excuse you. Okay. Uh, good evening, Mr. Chairman and Commissioners. I'm here to present the ARPA grant summary. Um, I believe included in your packets was the, the full <coughs> ARPA grant schedule. Um, that includes what we've spent to date. And um, in total, the county received $11.9 in ARPA grant funds. We have spent $6.3 million um, through March and have current outstanding POs for another million, bringing us to a total spending to date of $7.3 million. Um, also included in your packets is this, uh, this sh short summary. Um, based on conversations that you all have had previously, these are some changes uh, we've made to re-obligate some of the ARPA funds. The lines at the top um, are the ones we are proposing be re-obligated to fund some of the FY24 CIP projects that are um, considered urgent. And um, those include seven HVAC, HVAC projects throughout the county. Um, additionally, the remaining funding, um, we have proposed that it be spent on Miller Park Pavilion and the playground equipment at the Gum Branch. And that's all I have for you. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Any questions about uh ARPA budget amendments. We've had some previous discussion on on the uh, on the fund. So this is a action item, Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. It, it, Mr. Chairman, the, hmm? is the water system not included in this? These are just the ones that were being moved around. The water system is still in the overall budget. Both of those water systems are listed in the separate water line item. Okay. These were just the changes y'all discussed. That's already mm -hmm. bid. It's not bid. One of them is. Okay. One yes, sir. The Lewis Frazier one is already bid, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. <coughs> it wouldn't be in here then? Yes, sir. It's still in there. I'm uh, talking about it's not on the new funded obligation. Then. No, sir. That's, That's right. Okay. That's right. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Chair, entertain a motion. Chair. Go ahead, Pam. Approve the uh, ARPA grant. Second. Between motion and second, we approve the ARPA budget amendments presented for the discussion. All in favor, show of hands, please. Opposition. All right. Thank you, Ms. Laurie. We're going to make an adjustment, if you will, Ms. Laurie. Uh, I want to bring Representative Williams up. Do you mind? Go, go to work with the papers you got right there. <laughs> Representative Williams. You come, sir, with your uh, updates. We'll appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and 
thank this august body for allowing me to come i obviously picked a good day i've seen miracles uh, commissioner stevens growing hair that's a miracle <laughs> chairman and commissioner frazier you know my pet peeve is the pledge of allegiance and how it said 1955, President Eisenhower inserted the word under God, and we kept the comma in the wrong place. The pledge said, not calm, not slowing until you say under God. The comma's after under God. It's a little pet peeve. You're not going to change. I've been, <laughs> I've been trying this in the legislature for 20 years, and Although I have about 25 people that now say it right. But mm -hmm. always remember, it ain't right until the karma comes up under God. You brought me here for this valuable information I just, <laughs> just shared with you. And I was listening to the young man who certainly was honored here. Both of them were great. Uh, Attorney Davis and I agreed that if we have an emergency, we certainly want him to be That's the one right. answer well, hmm. for sure. Right. And <clears throat> the... The young barber, I wanted him to know that in Georgia, you can buy food on a mobile truck, you can get your heart tested, you can see a dentist, you can do just about everything you want, but you can't get your hair cut on a mobile barber shop. Hmm. Never understood how you can buy food and it's healthy. Mm -hmm. I've introduced this bill, first time I introduced it was in 2009, the chairman of the committee's head resembled some of your hair, no, no pun intended, and Brother Jones and Brother Stevens, but their hair was like y'all, so they weren't much interested. <clears throat> but we're going to continue, because I think it's important that we not muzzle free enterprise. It has nothing to do with who has something now, but it has everything to do with if I've got a better hamburger, it's not my fault if folk no, folk no longer buy your hamburger. That's what democracy is about. I've got an opportunity in a capitalistic society. <clears throat> we have to remember that. This legislative session was, it's, I don't know whether it's me after 20, or whether it was just more tiring than the usual. It got louder than the usual but no more was said than the usual. A couple of things that I think are very, uh, very much interest to the commission. <clears throat> I opposed very strongly House Bill 189 that increased the weights on the highways. I thought it was bad legislation. If the state does not send money to make whole those counties that now must repair roads more often than they did in the past, then we've handed out another unfunded mandate. And there is a difference of thousands of pounds, not to mention, you can't convince me that a truck with 93,000 pounds on it can stop as quickly as it did when it had eight to 10,000 less pounds on it. That is a safety concern. And while I'm all for the agriculture business, which is 
part of which is timbering, I know that there's a safety factor first. Secondly, the affordability of counties being able to repair the roads that these vehicles will damage, and they will damage them over time. And folk will be concerned, well, why do we have all these potholes? Well, you got heavier loads riding on them. The federal government does not allow timber to be transported on the interstate highway because of that. And their roads are thicker than ours. Concrete, I think, six inches or better. <clears throat> so that if you thought I sounded like a sore loser, I was uh, very sore about that. A couple of other things that are of importance to you. We continue to try and widen the bridge off of 95 at 84. As we grow out there, we've got to put another couple of lanes at least. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you dump two lanes into that, you run into problems. And we need to expand that bridge because Trade Port East is growing and continues to grow. It's going to be very beneficial to the county and, and certainly it helps the prosperity of this county that we have in the years I've spent on the Development Authority. And Chairman, <clears throat> I know will agree with this, I've never seen the activity that we've seen over the last six or seven months. We have more potential industry on the table right now than we've had in any two, three, two or three years combined at any one time. And we're talking about good jobs. Many of them are manufacturing jobs that will change the lives of your citizens. You see, when a person makes enough money to make the American dream come alive, and it's very simple, <clears throat> to live a decent life, build a nice home, send my kids to college, and take a vacation every once in a while, that's not asking too much. Can't do it on 825 an hour cannot do it, but you can certainly do it on the pay of the industry that's coming to Liberty County, three of which we've already signed up. This is done. You get very few authorities get the criticism that the development authority gets because you, you, the transparency, everybody wants to know everything that's going on. When a company is looking for a place to locate, they don't even give us, and we don't use their name. They have fictitious names because it, you code the whole thing because everybody is trying to get them. And with the Hyundai plan coming to Bryan County, and I'll be at a bill signing with the governor this week over there as we add monies for infrastructure. That's going to have to happen here. We're going to have to do some things that you just don't have the budget to do. State's going to have to help out with infrastructure needs. And that is critically important. It is critically important. And so this year's budget of around $31 billion, it's about 7% of $2.2 billion more than last year's, the state budget. But believe it or not, at $31 million, billion, when I came to the legislature, it was 27 million. 
But because of 2007, 8, and 9, we backed all the way up. We're just getting back to where we were. And in spite of that, we have almost 11 million citizens in Georgia. That's a whole lot of citizens. <clears throat> Counties have greater responsibility than they've ever had. I told the chamber last week that there is a bill is kind of bouncing around to supplement the pay of deputy sheriffs. Small counties are hurting. Liberty is not anywhere near the bottom when it comes to pay deputy sheriffs. But when I held some hearings about five years ago and went down to Macon County. And I talked to a jailer down there who worked for the sheriff's department who was making $13,400 a year as a jailer. <clears throat> You've got departments that really can't afford to outfit their deputies. But the state cannot and must not mandate counties to increase pay unless we send the money to pay for this mandate. You can't afford it. It's terrible. But it's, it's, it's a big thing, and it always, you know, we're, a lot of times we're an oxymoron in Atlanta. Everybody, back the blue. We love the police, blah, blah, blah. But where is the money? Where is the money? <clears throat> and rural Georgia feels the brunt of it. Being a rural legislator is not easy because the political power has moved north. And a lot of it, the needs are concentrated in the donut around Atlanta. And to the detriment of many rural communities, and I serve on the rural council, the committee that we formed in the House to pep it up. And we've got a long ways to go. Internet should not be determined by your zip code. A kid living on the backside of Gum Branch or at Colonel's Island, should not have to worry about sporadic internet because they should have the same chance at a top grade education as anybody else in this state. So we've got to do better. Now, the governor and I have an ongoing laugh about this. Sometimes he doesn't laugh too much about it. But I talk about Five billion dollars that was sent here. But um, most of our political leadership voted against all of it, really. But nobody said, I ain't going to spend this money. We should send it back to Washington, those bad Washingtonians. Instead, we spent every penny of it. And that that ain't spent is getting ready to be spent. I just want to make sure you all get your fair share of it. Because there's a lot of money. And it's build back better. And a lot of folk have made a lot of money building it back better who was very much against it when we talked about let's pass the bill back better. Um, I'm, I'm about that, <clears throat> you know, about like I am with gambling. I don't gamble, don't plan to gamble, but I support casinos because I tell folk, if you don't drink liquor, don't go in a liquor store. That's easy. You get the revenue from it, though. And we're leaving close to $700 million 
million dollars a year in tax revenue. And if you go and visit, and I've visited casinos all over the South, a great deal of the Northeast, and when you go in the South to Biloxi, Florida, North Carolina, the parking lots are full of Georgia cars. And I always like the little buses where some of my dear mothers of the church load and go to Biloxi, play the slot machine, and come home and talk about the ills of gambling on Sunday. But that's another day, another question. But happens all the time. It means a lot of revenue for Liberty County. And I came out in support of it. Oh, I heard things about me that I didn't know. Some of them I wished I could do. I said, Al Williams is going to, has bought a house down in Florida. He's going to move to Florida when the casinos come here. Okay. <laughs> not a bad idea, but not true. <laughs> and then they said the building that was being built was the casino, and we'd forced it on them. Well, what was that? Hooker Furniture? Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, Hooker <laughs> Furniture built that. That, again, was not true. But we, unfortunately in the state and the bills that we have, and I'll entertain questions in just a second if you have some. We spend a lot of time talking about a boogeyman that nobody sees. We spend a lot of time passing bills <clears throat> that, that address a problem that does not exist. If a problem exists in California, that does not mean it exists in Georgia. But we vote like the boogeyman is here. I, this one's a very uncomfortable one, so you all don't get uncomfortable with me, but y'all know that I never play by the rules. The debate on critical race theory. Critical race theory has never been taught in a Georgia public school. It's never been even taught in a Georgia college. It never will be. It's primarily taught in law school. Everybody got excited about this boogeyman being taught in our schools. Never was a threat, never will be a threat. <clears throat> I know you can't picture it coming to Liberty County. I know I can't. But we're getting solutions for problems that don't exist. And it wastes a lot of time up there. And I know we hadn't had a pre raise in 23 years, but y'all do pay us a little something to go up there, little as it is. That's another day. But um, your legislature overall, our job, first and <coughs> foremost, is to pass a budget that's balanced. Secondly, is to make sure and write laws to help the citizens of Georgia and to get rid of laws that hurt the citizens of Georgia. Sometimes it takes forever. The Constitution says we're in session 40 days. And the saying around the Capitol is 40 days and 80 nights. It can get mighty slow. But I'm thankful for being able to serve this district for the last 20 years. And you all have seen fit to send me back. Sometimes I wonder what's wrong with you. But you've sent me back. I've tried to represent you to the best of my ability, sometimes even to the detriment of my colleagues in my caucus in the urban area, but I tell them I'm a rural <coughs> legislator, and things sometimes are done a little differently down here than they are up there. 
but I'm always available. You can give me a call. I told folk that when I got home, don't call me the first week after the session. I don't want to talk to anybody. I got called the night I got home, but that's part of it. There are many things I could say. Most of you know I can take a long time saying it, too. But I'm going to cut it short. You've got a, <clears throat> a large agenda, but I'll entertain any questions you might have. And um, if I can't answer them, I will ignore them. Does anybody have any questions? Yes. Since you're going to pick on me, here's your time. All right, sir. <clears throat> Timber tax. Yes, sir. And the regulation <clears throat> of the procedure that was in place now is under the state mm -hmm. where you have to what, go online, Mr. Brown, to mm -hmm. sign up. How did that, I mean, that's actually hurting the county worse than what it was with us collecting <clears throat> timber after tax. I mean, timber after, uh, tax after cut. Tax after cut. <clears throat> now, I'm trying to make out how you for it or get it. <laughs> what are you asking me? He's saying it's not working. It's not working. What about it does not work? What's the difficulty? Because I need to hear these things. What's the difficulty, Joey? That, what's the problem? We don't have any control over it now, period. And uh, where it was left like more or less on an honor system, someone signs up in the county, at least we did have a little one <coughs> tour on it that we could at least track them down and say, okay, this is what you owe on the timber that was cut. Now, the permit is issued from the state, so we don't know really know anything about it. Well, you got me, so you don't need, you just let me know what you need. But it, <laughs> y'all a tough crowd today. But let me say this now, as we move on, I, 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 I see the possibility and I understand what you're saying. I personally, I think that I don't like anybody to circumvent the law, but I've always been a proponent that I really think taxes should be equal across the board. I, 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 I think that sometimes it's a little unequal how we tax timber growers, but that's another day. My thing is, with automation and what we do now. I had a guy come clear off some land for me. This was a few years ago, and I was fascinated. As he walked around with his phone and showed me where the property lines were. I forgot about the deal. I just wanted to see the phone. <laughs> They're never going to be like they were. Because I'm standing here talking and some E4 is sitting at the NSA to see if I say something that needs further investigation. He listened to us all the time. <clears throat> Automation says, and the state has asked to bring this under the umbrella of the state. I think counties are doing a good job of, 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 of collecting it. But the problem is, that as things move on, things are going to change, and change they must. Now, do I think it's right now to rather left it alone? But it is what it is. It's difficult. But home rule 
in Georgia is nothing but a saying. There is no such thing anymore. There used to be home rule. But now, if somebody doesn't like something I do in Liberty County, I can introduce it as local legislation. But if they want to change it, snatch it, and introduce it as general legislation and let me get outvoted on the floor. Used to be if you asked for something from a home standpoint, it was done. There is no such thing anymore. You got people living in Hayhara, Georgia, introducing legislation for Atlanta, Georgia. You got people wanting to take over the airport who's got the biggest airport they've got can handle one helicopter at the time. <laughs> But they become, we dabble in everything. Don't be surprised. We just not only do, I think we got somebody, Commissioner Walden, that rides around the state and looks for places to dabble. So this is not the first time and it won't be the last. It won't be. But we would hope, and Liberty County is such an exception, folk do better than here than most places in Georgia. I listen at cities and counties that don't even speak to each other. The walls are so tough. You know, we have a good thing here, and sometimes we get caught up in legislation that hurts us that wasn't intended for us. And, and that's one piece of it. But we have to learn, and then you got this young assistant county administrator he needs to learn that system better and work on it. And y'all don't ask us, that's his job. You do it. I don't want to know it. I just can cut this phone on. But figure out how to keep up with it. Because it's here and it's not going anywhere. Anyway, that's a terrible answer. But it's as truthful as I could be. It's the tracking of it. That's what the issue is, being able to track it. Being able to track it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And what you, you here's what might surprise you. You know, some counties... <laughs> You know, they're so closely held to some people get tracked and some folk don't. So the state had to step in. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on now. Mm. Y'all already praying for sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a question, but you no, know, I think you're uh, in tune with, with our, you mentioned the bridge at uh, I-95. Uh -huh. And if I'm not mistaken, it's $25 million worth of road improvements we need on both sides of, of the interchange. So that's, and we've been uh, speaking to several funding mm -hmm. parties, and if you would just help us to reinforce that when you should, you know, cross paths with those people, our senators and. Uh, I'll be so glad to, if you all give me the latest updates you have, because okay. some things I, you'll notice, and I've talked to you about this chairman, I never show up <clears throat> here until invited. Every once in a while, I have to remind people from Liberty County when a little delegation comes up there and I didn't even know they were coming. I said, well, I hope you didn't come for nothing. I said, why did you say that? I said, because you ain't going to get it. You wasn't going to ask me about it, so I'm not going to help you with it. I promise you I can stop it. The cross communication is so important. What do we need to do? The $25 million. Where is it? Because the pecking order is still in charge. And some of the peckers you never hear about, and you don't even know them by name. Mm -hmm. But you, 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 you've got to know where to put it. Because some folk got fancy titles and no authority. 
So every once in a while, I might know a little bird that's picking corn that somebody else might not know. I know some of us think we know them all, but we don't. You see, when, when I was in, y'all didn't know I had a job before this job, when I used to make a living, I was a productivity consultant, vice president and chief analyst. And my rule from the chairman of my company was, Al, if the person doesn't have a corner office and can't give a yes or no, don't even talk to them because you're wasting your time. And I've just kept that with me. But there's some things that flow downhill. But, okay. We can make sure that you're informed, sir. Thank you very kindly. It would, I'd do all I can to help you, and it would certainly stroke my ego, son. Yes, sir. We can oh, do God. that. All right. Thank you, sir. Don't, don't uh, just stop right there, um, uh, Mr. Williams. I, I brought this up, and a lot of the people on the board, and I don't know if you've heard it, uh -huh. but I want to I say something that's not changed since you were a little fella. <laughs> And that's been a long time ago, but we have talked about our coast, the hurricane preparedness and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned one day to Congressman Carter, I said, the coast, there's one way on and one way off. I mean, even a house has got a back door. But those folks that's on the coast are going to be in a bad situation. It's a two-lane road, it's very narrow, and that needs to be addressed as in whatever funding is available. And, and I'm saying, um, you know, in Tybee, they'll put a bridge on top of a bridge to get folks off, but right now we're still driving on what I remember is Georgia 38, it, the old coast road or whatever. Exactly right. We need to have funding to widen that road, in, I mean, in case, and I hope nothing ever happens down there, but it's, uh, I've seen the storms that's come through, Commissioner Giller and I rode down, and, and I know Commissioner Stevens and the chairman have, and when you have a little blow that comes through, but getting those people out is gonna be, I mean, if they all had to leave four hours before the storm or the day before the storm, they're all, they're going to be just packed with uh, vehicles. And even to go back in and restore it is going to be an issue. It's going to be so terrible. Funding needs to be, I mean, I don't know if it needs to come from Atlanta, if it needs to come from Washington, if it needs to come from FEMA or wherever. But All of the above, Commissioner. We've talked about it, and we've talked about it, but I'll tell you, it's um, not saying it's just fell on, you know, the table and got kicked off, but we, we've got to have that done. Um, any other end of the county, Commissioner Thrift's district, they can come to Hinesville or they can go to Ludowici or Glenville. And here we can go through, you know, to Pembroke and, and we can go north, but getting off of that island um, is something we got to address. You're exactly right. And, and I think that like anything else, I'd like to see this board send something and I can meet with Ms. Purcell and members of the board up there and at least put us in the queue. I'd, I'd like to see, because you're exactly right. We remember 
many years ago. I was just in the legislature shortly when we had to evacuate. I've never seen a bigger mess in my life. Took my wife 14 hours, and she didn't even live on Colonel's Island to get to Atlanta. I was in Atlanta. You're right. And, and it's too late. Something happens. We've got to be proactive. And I, I'd certainly entertain some talk about that. And let's, let's, let's throw it. There is a lot of money that's come to Georgia. And I'll be frank. That money is, is in a line that folk who beg the hardest and the most persistent gets it. A lot of money. I know a lot of places that has gotten a lot of money. So I, I, I thank you for that, and you're exactly right. And that's something that we, we kind of need to put in the queue. Put in the queue. Let me say this, and I'm finished. You don't believe that, Donald Allen, you know. I'm <laughs> Baptist, that don't mean nothing. But I'm going to say this, and I am through. I put pens on each of you, and I think I've gotten everybody. Anybody not gotten a pen? That's because that's just a little show of appreciation. Uh, a little thing called COVID got in the way and certainly set us back on the plans for the stature. And, but we're getting back on track. The cost change in those two years by 60% up on the cost of that statue, 60%. That's unbelievable. But we're getting back on cue. And uh, one thing we, we certainly, the county has done its share. You've, you, you've been gracious, you've approved it, and we appreciate it. Individually, checks are made out to the RAF Quarterman Memorial Fund. You can give it to me anytime, <laughs> cash check or money order. Uh, don't do cash app on big money, but do that <laughs> where we can build the statue. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Appreciate sir. you. Good to have you. Thank you, sir. We'll keep the communications line open, sir. All right. All right. All right, You're top load. <laughs> As we speak. Good, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Ooh. The rezoning petition 2023-016-LC, a rezoning petition was submitted by Daybreak Industrial Inc. owner to rezone 10.12 acres more or less from AR1, A1 to I1, which is industrial districts for a storage warehouse. The property is located at 2873 South Coastal Highway and is further described, the map and parcel is 190022. Um, on the April 4th Board of Commissioners meeting, the um, petition was tabled. And like Joey said earlier, um, it does not have to go back into a public hearing. All right, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Lori. Yes, sir. Kelly. What was some of the uh, <clears throat> stipulations that was? Yeah, I, I think during and following your last meeting, I was asked to speak with the uh, the applicant and uh, members of the community who were present at the mm -hmm. meeting who voiced concerns uh, to try and develop some conditions that might help mitigate possible adverse effects of a rezoning. I've done that. <clears throat> and I think earlier I circulated uh, proposed conditions to the rezoning that would accomplish that. 
I don't know, and it's on the screen. I'm not sure if we can pull it up. See it right here. Yep. We have it on our screen. You have your screen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, these were developed after uh, discussing uh, the conditions with both uh, the applicant and the community members. And I think that both parties uh, received the conditions well. To my knowledge, there's no objection to imposition of the conditions. And again, there uh, would be imposed to help uh, redress some of the potential adverse consequences. Uh, you know, I think the biggest concern of the residents was further encroachment of industrial use in their community. <clears throat> and of course, one of the con conditions makes clear that the use is limited solely to uh, small shop um, uh, metal work as well as related storage by daybreak uh, and that no other uses, whether or not permitted by the industrial zoning classification or not, will be permitted. So the uses are strictly limited to those uses that are proposed by daybreak as well. No other buildings or facilities can be constructed on the property. Uh, and there's a general statement as well uh, letting everyone know uh, of public record that it's not the intention that this uh, approval or rezoning, should you approve it, uh, will be used uh, to, uh, as an invitation for further industrial rezoning. You know, this is a unique situation and simply by rezoning this to industrial does not mean that you welcome the rezoning of uh, nearby or adjacent properties even. Um, okay. And there are other conditions imposed, but they're all reasonable. And you can't have uh, loud noises or lights or emissions to the disturbance of adjoining landowners. Uh, and typically any, any activity between the hours of 8 p.m. and 6 p.m. will be regarded as a nuisance. Uh, other conditions, <clears throat> uh, they have to maintain the existing buffers around the perimeters of the property. And if you've looked at the aerials, most all the perimeter is heavily wooded uh, and the operations are, I think, effectively screened from public view now. Uh, but those have to be maintained for the duration of the project. Um, and then uh, uh, importantly, number six, they'll also have to comply with whatever other statutes or regulations uh, might apply to the project. Uh, in particular, I think uh, DOT approval of perhaps uh, access to the property was mentioned, and to the extent DOT you know, in, in requires any sort of improved access, that will have to be complied with as well. But of course, you folks don't concern yourself with those matters. That's a separate issue for the Department of Transportation. Uh, but again, I've discussed the conditions with both the area residents who were present at the last meeting as well as the applicant, and I believe that the conditions are acceptable. Should you folks decide to approve the rezoning, it's recommended that conditions be adopted. Okay. Do answer any questions? The only question that I got left was a license. Business license, would you go over that? Yes, sir. It was discussed last meeting. If a business license had been applied for, it had not. Uh, but since our meeting, the applicant has uh, requested that a business license be issued. And, of course, our uh, buildings office uh, said that once the property was rezoned, that a business license could be issued. But the applicant has requested the license be issued. Uh, additionally, they will have to pay uh, occupation taxes associated with the business if they're operating in Liberty County. But they've made good faith effort to make application, and that's pending um, subject to your approval of the rezoning. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I just have one question. Kelly, on number five, I don't know if you can see it. <clears throat> yes, sir. And, you, you know, it's, it's, they got some things in there that they said, you know, bright lights, you know, you know who, who judges that? You know, you can have lights, but not bright lights. You can have odors, but not strong odors. You can have noises, I guess, but loud, 
not loud noises. I mean, where, who, who, who judges these things? The courts will. I mean, the these, sorts, yeah, these sorts of things are generally regarded as, as nuisances, and there's a whole body of case law that's been developed to uh, determine what sort of activities constitute an, an impermissible nuisance and, and what activities don't. And so, uh, you know, if we have an issue where there's intermittent noise at certain hours that disturbs adjoining landowners and it continues, uh, if it becomes an issue, you know, either adjoining landowners or the county can press the issue and bring it before the courts and have the matter decided. So, so uh, you respond to a, a complaint? Yes. And, of course, certain of your ordinances already address that, one of which being your noise ordinance. Mm -hmm. So if it violates your noise ordinance, for example, then the county can... Based you know, on a decibel reading. Yes, something. can take enforcement action. But, you know, from the, from the statements of the adjoining landowners that we've received to date, uh, I guess, you know, their, their uh, metal work activities have been ongoing, I guess, for some time now. And the adjoining landowners, we've received statements from, I think, most of the adjoining landowners indicating that they support the rezoning and have no objection to it. Um, so apparently their activities to date have not disturbed the adjoining landowners. I, I guess, you know, the reason I brought that up, you know, my concern would be that, you know, if someone is opposed to it and they could just be on the phone every five minutes just lodging a complaint against something that's just to aggravate the, the man that's trying to, trying to run a business. That, that's, that was my concern. I mean, you know, uh, bright lights, um, loud noises, um, strong odors. I mean, you know, is, is that subjective? Uh, I mean, mo most nuisance cases revolve around a, a reasonable person standard. So, mm -hmm. again, it's an issue that if, if, if it requires it, the courts can get involved and determine whether or not it, it constitutes a nuisance or a violation of our ordinance. But I, I'm not too concerned with it. I mean, you have that, that potentiality in any project. You know, people can lodge complaints whether they're well-founded or not. So uh, if they're well-founded, the county and the landowner will confer and hopefully it can be remedied. And if not, if the county thinks it appropriate, they can take legal action to, uh, to redress it. So it's just like any other project in that regard. Uh, you know, any other projects, if you have proper <coughs> zoning, you still can't uh, engage in activities that constitute a nuisance to the detriment of your adjoining landowners. Uh, so uh, again, I don't think it's a, a big issue for concern. Okay. But it's a pledge that the applicant's been willing to make, and I think it's an important one to the area residents. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, I had a question item there, because that was a concern that I had also, that kind of putting restrictions on a, a, a person who's willing and has been in the county and, and has employees um, and putting the workforce to work, and then we try to put these restrictions on him. Did we pull these, like, out of another area of our codes or I mean, no, I mean just in item five and then in item th three um an additional building you know he, he can't put another building up unless he comes to the commissioners or to lcpc the board commissioners so it wouldn't go back to lcpc or like you for could, them you, to approve it and then you, back you folks before you folks could uh, you know, request that they review it and make a recommendation, but you know, typically your building inspection office will approve building permits if rezoning is proper and all other conditions have been met. So rather than go to your own building inspections office, it will simply like go to the board plan? commissioners. 
What's that? You know, if, if there's any other type of disturbance there or a site plan, if he was wanting to put, that, that wouldn't have to go to them? It would go to inspections and then back to us? Yeah, if, if, if they plan on building a new building or other facility, they'd have to get the Board of Commissioners' approval. And I guess the, the two conditions that are somewhat related is approval of future construction of those buildings and approval of uh, expanded use of the property for other uses other than that's, that, that's what's proposed. And that's intended to address the concern about industrial use in the community and further encroachment of industrial use. Now, it could come before the commissioners, whether it's next week or two years or 10 years from now, that industrial use in the community or uh, surrounding areas might be appropriate. And if that's the case, and if uh, the, you know, the applicant would like to expand his industrial use, just like any other uh, landowner, he would come before the board and say, look, I would like to expand the use to allow whatever the industrial use might be. Um, so, but at least with these conditions, they're limited to basically the current business operations. And for example, he could not sell the property to a third party and that party build a you know, industrial facility unrelated to his business. If he wanted to do that, you'd have to come back before the board. The intention again being simply to control the industrial use that you folks are permitting and weigh the competing interests of the neighborhood and the business owner to conduct his business. And um, again, I don't think any of the conditions will hamper his business activities. I had discussions with the landowner and his attorney, and they've indicated their willingness to, to comply. They, they, they agree with what we have here, that, pretty much? That's my understanding, yes, ma'am. Wow, my mic was cut off. Uh, we we uh, discussed this kind of in depth from our previous meeting. Uh, and I, I think both parties, I think that's what the motion was, correct? That that both parties kind of got together and, and discussed everything? Yes, sir. Am I correct? Yes, sir. So, and, and this is what? From that to this, correct? Yes, sir. I, I was kind of the inter intermediary. You were like the lead That's right. Yes, in, in between. Right. Yeah, we, we discussed this at our last meeting already, so. Mr. Chair. Back and forth. There were some conditions right. that were proposed that the applicant had more concern with and conditions were revised. And I think it's in, in, a, in a state now that uh, it's workable for the landowner. And I think it addresses the concerns of the uh, community residents as well. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Right. Well, I, you know, I, and again, um, going back to number five and as commission said um, number three and, and and my concern is um, you know there, there's gonna be a lot of growth in Liberty County that's already happening and you know I, I don't know if this opens up for um, for the next um, business to open up and then you got a neighbor and adjoining landowner that wants to um, just kind of you know put you in line with something that that they would like to see you do before you can you know open up for business i, I mean you know I, I i don't know if but if everybody get together and agree but it's just tough for like commissioner jones he, he's next door and i'm trying to start something and he opposes it and then he said but it's okay if you do these things and it, that, that there's a lot of growth that's going to be coming in liberty county i, I just um think that um, you know putting putting a straitjacket on on someone because of what his neighbor would rather you know to make the neighbor happy no, I mean, I, I'm, I, and I'll, I'll just throw this in there and then I'll, I'll be finished with it uh, so the guy lives in my neighborhood um, 
I get up and go walking on a Saturday morning, and uh, I know he had a rooster because um, I heard it. <clears throat> so we, you know, my wife um, called the police, and the police came, <clears throat> but the rooster didn't crow while the police was there. <laughs> police left. Now, smart rooster, you know, the police <laughs> left. The rooster crowed again. I mean, you know, um, it's illegal to have roosters in Hinesville. And, and, and that's what that's what the call was about. But he didn't go back there looking to see what they rooster there. He stood in the street and said, "Hey, I don't hear nothing, and I'm out of here." Um, and so, so you, you got this, and somebody's gonna say, um, "Well, maybe if he do these ten things." And that's you know that that's where I'm headed with that. But you know we, and I don't know if this opens up the door for um, for, for more of the same. No, I understand your concerns specifically, but I think it's important to point out this is these concerns aren't specific to this project. I think you folks know there's a broader dynamic at work, mm -hmm. uh, and there's tension in our community between some regard as progress and industrial use and others who uh, like our community the way it is. And so you've been presented with these questions and other industrial rezonings recently, and I expect you're going to have this difficult job of uh, balancing these competing interests with respect to future rezonings. And in our most recent industrial rezonings, you have applied conditions which you have not typically applied before. And, and again, trying to address residents' concern and mitigate the adverse impacts, but also recognize that you know, this business development is important to our community and the prosperity of our residents. And so I think to date you've done a commendable job with that balancing act. And so this is just another example of uh, you folks engaging in that balancing and doing the best you can. And you know, we've done everything we can to discuss with area residents their concerns, discuss it with the property owner, and done our best to address the concerns of both in a way that hopefully business will prosper and you know, the community will uh, remain, uh, I guess, as, uh, you know, as best it can the way the residents would like it to. You said it very well, sir. Mr. Chair, I'll say this and I'll be ready to make a motion. Ready? Let's go. The, oh, you want? No. Mm -mm. No. Um, the reason why this is where it's at, because first, putting that kind of facility up in a A1, AR1, was not the appropriate place, uh, but it's there. So, me as being the commissioner for that district, I'm willing to work <clears throat> with what we have, what the county attorney has put together and you said it's pretty well agreeable they can speak for themselves but my conversation to dates so I've gotten again I've tried to address the concerns that have been raised and to my understanding people are are uh, maybe accepting of the conditions right. yes sir so uh, Mr. Chair I'm ready to I'm make ready a motion. to receive one <laughs> Mr. Chair I make a motion that we follow the recommendation that is presented by the county attorney uh, for the approval to I won. <clears throat> second. Just a second. You, you're going to help formulate that? Yes, sir. I, I, pres I prepared this to basically for your right. adoption to enter it into the record. Right. And I, I want to make clear the landowner knows this and everyone else, but if, if there should be a, you know, additional businesses in the future, like they want to expand their warehouse or something, they're free to come back before the board. And I fully expect if it's a reasonable request that you folks would grant it. So again, you folks aren't intending to interfere with their business operations. You're 
just uh, you know, trying to engage in that difficult balancing act that you have been in the past and will continue to, I think, for some time. Yeah. So. It's been a good outcome. Uh, parties haven't worked together. Right. we got a motion and a second. Mr. Chairman, I want to say one thing, and Commissioner Stevens, um, I, I know this gentleman appreciates you supporting him. Um, I don't know him, but I do know Charlie back there. He's about the only one I do know. But <laughs> I, I do, I do uh, think that there's some verbiage that we'll have to change in this, that which is, you know, number eight on the zoning analysis, Lori, which says, would this change cause a domino effect and encourage sprawl? I mean, that will have to change because we'll we'll have or every one of them will be a case by case from here on out. But I support it. Um, I think we can put these people to work and and let them move on. Um, I welcome their, you know, whatever they're going to build down there, just as long as it's not noisy and they don't need lights to do it. All, right. All in favor of the motion is presented. Thank you, folks. Chairman. Thank everybody for working together on that. It's not been easy. One question for Mr. Anderson. It's a safety issue. You good. Check your addresses because the address on the mobile home is the same as the address at the facility in the back. God forsake if you have to call for emergency help. They would not know unless known as a fire which facility to go at. So you there's no such thing in Liberty County as two facilities having the same address if you follow what I'm saying. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank all parties for working together for the solution. All right. Thank Lord. you. Ms. Lurie? Mr. Chair, if we could go to a public I, hearing I'm for variance. So, so move, Mr. Chair. Second. 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 All in favor? All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Any of the parties may be excused should they elect to. Okay, the next variance request I have is 2023-022-LC. A variance request was submitted by Krista Brown Horn to replace an existing six-foot fence with an eight-foot fence. The property is located at 429 Clark Street um, down at Isla White in the unincorporated area of Liberty County. Um, the mapping parcel is 281B-103. Um, the next slide, of course, is just the public notifications that we have to put out, legal ad, and post the sign on the property. Um, we've got kind of two vicinity maps here for you. One's just a larger view that shows the whole island, and over here, of course, is 95. I'm sure you're probably familiar with Isle of Wight. Um, you can see I'm going to show a, a larger picture, but the, the property, of course, is in the small red squ square right down here off of Clark Street. Um, and the next um, slide is the vicinity map, and it just shows that it's um, between Clark Street um, and East First. Zoning map we get to, it's all, all the, the lots down there, pretty much the whole place is zoned R2. Um, this is the narrative from the applicant. I'm just going to uh, mainly read the, the points on here. Miss um, Brown Horn, the owner of 428 Clark Street, is requesting a variance to modify her existing fence. Um, they currently have both wood privacy fence and a chain link fence. 
um, the the fence was put there by Mr. Crowley that built the home in, in 2015. Um, but they would like to just replace the six foot wood pickets with an eight foot um, fence on the um, east side of the property for just to they have a six foot now they just want to do an eight foot I'll get and this is just a plot plan showing the home on the lot they're all the 60 by 200 lots here um, the next slide shows the um, excuse me, get my paper. Um, shows the existing in the the yellow um, is the existing six-foot fence right here and she just wants to take that um, six-foot fence and put her an eight-foot on this side of the property at this time here's some photos of the existing side of the fence where she would like to put the eight-foot fence and the other one is just a picture that you can see of the chain-link fence on the side Um, and again, this is, just shows where they want to put the um, eight-foot fence instead of the, the six-foot. And the Liberty County Ordinance is the projection in two yards and courts. A wall or fence six feet in height or under or higher is a retaining wall, but it be erected within the limits in any yard, not extending beyond the front setback line. Any wall or fence in the front yard, not including a retaining wall shall be limited to the 48 inches in the front setback. Um, the conditions for granting the variance, there are ex extraordinary and exceptional conditions pertaining to the, this particular piece of property in questions because of its size or shape. No, um, the application of the appendix in this particular piece of property would create an unnecessary hardship. Um, we said no. Um, such conditions are peculiar to this particular piece of property. No. Um, relief, if relief is granted, would not cause substantial detriment to the good or impair the public purpose of intent of the ordinance, provided, however, that no variance may be granted for the use of the land building structure that is prohibited by the appendix. Um, and the LCPC um, recommended approval for her to be able to have the um, eight-foot fence there is a, also a special condition um, said the eight-foot fence shall not exceed past the front setback line um, the portion of the fence within the 25-foot front setback shall um, be no greater than the 48 inches in the height per the ordinance Yes. Mm -hmm. Come state your name and just tell us about your, your request and about your project. And then if, I, if I got it right, if I'm wrong, correct me. You're going from a four-foot fence to eight-foot. It's, it's both. So I was about to say I want to make one clarification. So on the east side of our property, it is both a four-foot Sorry, black. say your name first. I'm sorry. Sorry, Krista Brownhorn. Okay, Krista. So on the east side of our property, we have both a four-foot black chain-link fence mm -hmm. and also a six-foot wood privacy fence. Mm -hmm. What I'm requesting is to take that entire east side mm -hmm. and make it an eight-foot wood privacy fence. Our fence does not start until about 20 foot off the road anyway, which you could see in one of the pictures. You know, it's enough that you can actually pull into our driveway, get out of your car to open up the gate. Mm -hmm. So it's set back off of the road, 20 mm -hmm. foot. So it would start there and then go to the 
back end of our property. Okay. Looks nice. So where that so where that fence is showing back in the back, um, that's where you continued coming out to the front. So I, in my narrative, I did ask for the back. I'll point to it. Um, yes. Yeah, so basically, the front the front piece that's on the road, because like this picture on the right, you're standing in the road that's looking at our house. Okay. The front black link chain link fence would stay. But if you look on the side, there's also a four-foot black chain link fence. And then about where our house starts, that's where the six-foot picks up. Okay. So I'm asking for the entire east side of our property to be eight-foot. Who's this because taxing? Um, that's Fox. That's a uh, horn. Oh, no. oh you want Lori? Okay. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Was there any opposition or comment from the public on the request? Um, yes, sir. We had four, four people um, had two emails. One gentleman spoke at the planning commission meeting. No objections. Good. Mr. Chairman, I'm ready to make a motion. I'm ready to receive it. I make a motion that we uh, grant approval of this variance request as recommended by the LCPC with standard and special conditions. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, just to, in the effort of fairness, to be sure you know someone emailed that came, but there's no one here today right. to speak against this. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Moore. Okay, we got one. Well, we got two more for you, and they're all down at Isle of Wight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Mr. Jones. All right. Um, this is variance request 2023-023. Um, again, this is one for Mr. Wheeler that y'all have done. In the past, a variance request was submitted by Josh Wheeler to reduce the side yard setback to 10 feet as opposed to 15 feet. Um, the 15-foot side required setback in an R2 zoning. Um, the property is located on West First Street in the unincorporated areas of uh, Liberty County, Map and Parcels 280C-105. Again, we have to show the public notification as our legal ad and the sign posted on the lot. And this is on the west side of Isle of Wight to the left of 95 on this one. In the vicinity map, the lot <coughs> that Mr. Wheeler has um, proposed is, of course, right here. Is this that, Mr. Chair, is this that same subdivision? What was that? Okay. That, that we, I'm not Mr. Sure. Brown? I'm not is sure it? it is. It's in Isle, the old Isle of Wight the, the, subdivision. The same. Same here. Not I, a subdivision, big, large, but it's two sides of the yeah. subdivision. I mean, this feels like Groundhog Day. With the narrow locks. Right. Yeah. So, who, who's. Yep. Miss. Are you. Um, were there any comments or. <laughs> comments or. Uh, from the. There was one gentleman at the LCPC meeting that was. Um, didn't like it too much, I guess. He opposed. But we had no calls come in to our office. No letters or no calls, except the one gentleman that spoke at the meeting. All right. and, and they always announce at the meetings that is coming here, so they have the chance to also speak here speak as well. Here. Um, and kind of like Commissioner Frey said, this is the same 
scenario out on Island White where they have these narrow lots the, where, mm. right, when the there's the non-conforming with the 60 by yeah. 100. Yeah. But also, this was before the formation of LCPC. That that subdivision is is, is pretty, real old. Yes, pretty aged. Yes, so. it's been in existence right. for a very long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. So, Chairman. Oh, I, I, just one question. Would it be better for us to just change the, some type of ordinance over there in that particular area so we won't have to go through this over and over? We, we, I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah, we can explore that with Kelly to see okay. if it, we can do it for just a particular area or whether. Right, right, yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I think that's what, what we do need to look at uh, when we're dealing with our comprehensive plan and stuff. Like these older uh, particular areas where we are rezoning because of growth, that we go through this over and over and over again. Right. Don't to I recall Jeff saying that the I, I unified could, ordinance. It's was just what I was going to say that yeah. this is probably when we get the new um, UDO adopted. Mm -hmm. That, that it, you all are working on now. Yes, sir. Okay. That this that should take care of all Eliminate these setbacks. Yeah. Thank you so Help much. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Yes. Mitchell mm -hmm. Jones. Because Groundhog Day was not even one of my favorite yeah, movies. I'd either. like to uh, make a motion. Um, I rec uh, make the motion that we accept the recommendation by LCPC for approval of the variance request 2023-023-LC uh, with standard conditions. Second, Mr. Chair. What's your second for the discussion? All in favor by show of hands. Right, and this is going to be very similar, um, mostly the same vicinity maps. And uh, this one um, is a variance request 2023024. Um, a variance request was submitted by Mr. Bob Manker owner to reduce the side yard setback to 10 feet as opposed to 15 um, in the R2 zoning. Um, he wants to place a mobile home on the property and his um, lot is actually on East 1st Street. The map and parcels 281B066. Um, again, there's the ads in the paper. The same vicinity map, this one's still right um, on East 1st Street. When you come in, there's the Jericho River and East 1st Street's right here. is a larger vicinity map so you could see the lot um, the zoning exact same thing as all R2 um, the narrative from the applicant um, he pretty much um, would like to ha have a variance to place his mobile home long way on the lot and I have a sketch that I can show you on that um, it would put it would allow them to put a 60 by 28 mobile home long way on the property. He does have some really pretty oak trees on this piece. And um, if he can put it in long way, then he can save some of those trees. And he thinks it would look better too to the neighborhood to put it in long way. He lives right now about six hours away. So he wasn't able to come tonight, but he is retiring and he would like to have that at his permanent home. Welcome to the area. This is a double wide. Yes. This is, um, now this particular lot actually is 80 feet. Um, it happens to have like a 60 foot, 60 foot regular lot, but with this particular parcel, there's like a 20 foot strip 
that goes down and it's going to be sort of on this side of the property but if he still he still needs the the 10 foot side setback to get the mobile home long way which would look better on the light and it would save to me save the oak trees that's in the back which they sit sort of back here back right here on the property Commissioner Jones let's say you say he's not here he lives six hours away so uh, his family owns Melody's restaurant and um, I believe the the lady actually was gonna come but she called at the last minute and said that she she was coming to sort of speak on his behalf but we have talked with him several times mm -hmm. in the office um, any naysayers no sir okay. right. I'm sorry let me take your question Jim <laughs> <laughs> I make a motion that we accept the recommendation from LCPC to grant approval of this variance request with, with standard conditions. Is there a second? Second, Mr. Chair. Motion a second. We accept the recommendation of LCPC on 2023 024. Further discussion? To Liberty County. All happy retirement. Favor by show of hands. Motion passes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Motion come out of a public hearing. So moved, Mr. Chair. Second. Second. All in favor, show sure. hands. Back in the regular session. Mr. Long. Mm. Hey, Trent. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> All right. A <clears throat> couple things we'll go through today. Um, Bill Carter Road uh, is the first one on the agenda. Uh, we did take bid for Bill Carter Road. Um, a bidder on this was platinum paving with a contract price of $1,212,128 even. Um, we recommend that the County Board of Commissioners enter in a contract with platinum paving in the amount of $1,212,128 plus 10% contingency. Um, uh, Marion has most of the money and we'll have it. That's the two-foot show. Uh, two foot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's widening and, and foot, getting it and rebuilding that part of it. Yes, sir. The only thing I, I know you probably mentioned it one time before. But how, what are we going to do about the tree? It's going to stay. You, are we going to come out? Are we no, gonna... I'm leaving the tree still there. We can take the tree. I have. I do not have the tree coming out. But if we okay. need to take it out, we can take out the tree. Okay. Because that's going to put that that two foot, Mr. Chairman, is going to put that. It's pretty close. Pretty close there. That's the only thing yeah. that I. I, and we can take it out. It's, it's, yeah. it's a landmark, but it could be a grave mark. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. But we can we can work around it or keep it. Well, let's let's take a close look at it, okay? I'll be glad to do that. Uh, Trent, will there be an apron from the highway in on them driveways? Yes, sir. How far? Oh gosh. I know we every driveway ought to have at least yes, sir. ten we, foot. We added a, we added an apron on every one of these driveways. Well, I know and that I, I think I was we with went Commissioner Gillard in Holmestown, and that was something that was left out. Those need to have aprons all yes, the way. Yes, sir. We we went. I think we go at least six feet on every one of them. Uh, we didn't go all the way to the right of way, but we did do turnout so that we're protecting it. Well, if it's not, then that of course that's. Mr. Stevens's area, but I would say that pulling up there to the road and then bumping up on that asphalt. Well, there's a pretty good changing grade with right. this, 
and that's one reason we went so far enough back because every driveway is far enough back so we don't have a huge bump. I never thought that. So, so aprons are optional. Hmm. Well, they're optional, but I highly for the most part, it. they're a necessity. <clears throat> so, Liberty County standards leave them as optional? So, what we've been doing historically is if there was an apron there, we kept an apron. If there was not an apron there, we didn't put an apron back. Yeah. We kind of went back with what was there. Um, if we were overlaying a roadway, we would run out a foot to mm -hmm. 18 inches at each driveway, yeah. but we weren't paving the entire driveway within the right-of-way. Yeah. Um, so that's just what we've done historically, mm -hmm. and we can do more. Yeah. Um, it just becomes a matter of cost as we go along doing yes. this. I think you should cost them out either way and give the commissioners the option of... I can certainly do mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling that in this day and age, it ought to be something that's done. Stand up. Yeah, it ought to be a standard, but I won't make that We can certainly make that change. Well, right, so we don't have to go back in the future, just like Promisemple in my district, where we have some curb and gutter, and I still have some ditches, and it's costing me so much money to put a sidewalk now. Mm -hmm. So whatever we, we need to do to do make right. sure that we don't have to go back, I'd rather put that so... If we need aprons, make sure we have aprons. Yeah. I'm good with that. I think I, I, that's, that is a wonderful direction. When I'm on the grill, so. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, you, the commissioner of the Fisk recommendation, give, give them an option. Yes, sir. I'd be glad to do that. Yeah. Because I think that's something we really need. Because it's, it's a good thing. Country, I guess, doesn't really make. Mm. More rural. Yeah. Rural yeah. area. I don't know. Back that on up. I don't we can bring it up for options. See what you want to do. Very Todd Road. You can see what the costs are, yeah, yeah. whether you like it or not. You don't want to spend the money for it. It could be rural today, but tomorrow could be something else. Trent, right. is this uh, is this including the replacing of the uh, safety strips? Excuse, the uh, um, rumble strips. Rumble strip yes, strips. Sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Because right. yes, I know some project we've gone on and we didn't include that and it was left out. Gotcha. So <clears throat> my fault. Yes, sir. We got that. Okay. And and, uh, and you said this is coming out yeah, out of Splash. It's it's coming out Splash, of and T Splash. Yeah. And T Splash. And L Mig. And L Mig. And L Mig. How much have we? What, what's what's the end game on Bill Carter? So we'll end up with this is we'll have a road that's not falling apart. Um, right. It will still remain two lanes, but it'll have two solid 12-foot lanes instead of one 11-foot lane or two 11-foot lanes. Um, and it'll be set up to accommodate the traffic that comes across it because right now that's kind of a de facto cut Connecting. through. Right. It is a I mean, I, I get it. I, I just know we've, we've been putting a lot of work into Bill Carter. I'm just trying to make sure that, that what we're doing is – yeah. That we have an end game to, yeah. towards it's that. Safer and stronger. Yeah. Safer and stronger. Because when, when Lewis, when they redo the bridge, then, well, Lewis Frazier is already, already a heavy traffic road now, and it brings you up to Bill Carter. Man, and I remember when Lewis Frazier was a dirt road. Right. Man. Let's, let's, I'm let's, that old. Let's maximize our time. You must have uh, was in diapers. Uh, uh, 
to entertain a motion. Chair, I make a motion that we accept the bid for Lewis, I mean, blah, blah, Bill Carter Road. Second. Motion and second, we accept the bid presented for the improvements on Bill Carter Road. Any further discussion? All those in favor, show of hands, please. All right, motion approved. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Uh, the next thing on the agenda is uh, <laughs> the Islands Highway uh, safety improvements. Mm -hmm. um, we've been working for a long time developing our uh, Department of Transportation pre-qualifications and getting qualified to do uh, work to the DOT standard. Uh, we do have all those uh, pre-qualifications now and um, been working hard on trying to develop uh, what we need to do for Islands Highway to benefit the entirety of Liberty County and especially the east side of I-95. Um, so everybody should have a copy of the contract for our work to do that. Um, it's roughly a $25 million job. Um, so I just, I'll open it for questions that you may have of me. Um, you said this is Islands Highway, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Where, let me go back, the bridge replacement down there. Over I-95? No, so the other one. Uh, oh, this is just for the one right in the where warehouse is at, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, this is where warehouse is. Mm -hmm. talking about down in the box culvert. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got funding for down at box culvert at Linden Tree separate. We should be uh, going out to bid on that very soon. Okay, I just want to mention something about that, Chairman. Chair, when we get through with All this right. real quickly, okay? Okay. Go ahead. All right. So, um, talk me through. This is a, I mean, not overly thick document. There's several pages here. So this is. <laughs> yes, sir. So basically, what we'll end up doing is um, we'll go through all the planning processes okay. of the uh, follow Georgia Department of Transportation okay. plan development okay. process. Okay. Um, we will be subcontracting. Uh, if you look, the second page is the DOT pre-qualifications page. I'm going to refer to it quite a bit. Um, part of the things that we don't do are the in the first block on the left, transportation planning, that's the 1.06A through G. We've got to complete all of those. Those are what we call the his, history and <coughs> environmental. Um, if we want to get any federal funding on this or if we're able to talk Al Williams and being able to get us some money, uh, we'll need to jump through these hoops to make sure we do that. So, um, and especially some of these ecology items, as we do them, we have to do surveys of certain species of animals and plants during certain seasons of the critters. year. They're critters. Critters. They're called critters. Somebody did a jig last month. I don't dance much. So, um, so we'll be doing, we'll be subcontracting with firms to do that. Um, you know, I've got the traffic engineer that's working with us and we're updating our traffic study and trying to make sure that we have everything planned like we should. Um, and then we'll be doing all the geometry and the surveying uh, for that. Now, the, the dollars that you see on the contract are a little bit less than have been on the uh, estimates that I've been showing you guys for the last six months or so um, because we've done part of the work already. Uh, some of the surveying uh, we've already done, some of the uh, traffic study stuff we've already done. So we, 
made sure we credited that against what we've been showing you in the estimates. Um, a lot of hey, let me help you out. So Brian, have you looked through this document? I have, sir. And, and you're? It's a standard engineering agreement. This, it's really going to span uh, six years. So it includes everything he described to get the project ready, including construction drawings, all the approval processes needed by all the agencies, and then also contract administration and construction observation when it does, in fact, go to, go to construction. <coughs> this is one of the steps we need to do the road improvements in that area. Yes, sir. In fact, this is yes, a contract to do all the engineering requirements in the road project um, as you see it. Um, T-Splosh is allocated to fund the engineering service preparation up to the construction phase. And then the construction phase, as you're aware, gets paid back. A portion of these actually get paid back by developer agreements. Right. 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 All right. Got it. Chair Tenable. Yeah. Make a motion that we accept <clears throat> the highway improvement program for Islands Highway. Second. Motion second, we accept the agreement as presented <clears throat> by Mr. Long for his part of the total project to make the project happen. Without it, we can't get it done. So, any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Thank you very much. Any, we appreciate that. We'll call you with any questions that we should have. Please do. Mr. Chair, I have one question for you. I see the On the, the bridge by the leaning tree. Mm -hmm. Are you, in, are you anticipating them closing off that road when you're working on What we're going to end up doing is probably close one lane at a time. Okay. Um, we'll put up traffic control devices. You know, like the little lights like, around the top like of the Like when we had on our retreat road? Yes. Okay. So, because what I'll have to do is I've got to build half of it to the middle of the road first. And the hardest part is going to be the first half because I'm making it about 15 foot longer on either side. And so when I get the first half built, I got a little more room, but well, I'm, when I, while I'm building the first half, I'm constrained for space. Once I build the first half and I move the traffic to the other side, I have a little bit more room to make so that. So this will be built looking, trying to look into the years to come if that road gets widened? Or is it gonna be right? No, it's it's, we couldn't get enough funding to go that way. Okay. So we are wider than what we are now, um, which will accommodate the wider shoulders. Um, it'll allow us to have eight foot shoulders and 20 foot, 24 foot of lane width, some paved shoulders, uh, some eight foot shoulders and a nice slope to get down to it. Okay. Plus it gives us just a nine by nine box culvert. We're going to a ba basically a 10 by 10 box culvert. Okay. And that box culvert is 50 years old, something like that. It's pretty old. Mr. Chair, just just a quick question. Uh, uh, I, I know a couple of years ago we implemented, and I guess you know where I'm about to go, with the NWB policy. Yes, sir. I have a whole report, Mr. I, Brown. I appreciate uh, that. Showed, uh, looked, reviewed it, and I have not emailed it to you. Okay. I'm going to go back and email that to you when I get done. Thank you so much. But but more importantly, not not just that, uh, Mr. Chair, can, can we can we get uh, Ms. Cliff uh, on our agenda pretty soon so sure. we can kind of sure talk about that in in, in a more in depth discussion okay. again. Uh, and then also, 
to see if, if we can or will put together some type of uh, local participation as well. Because, I mean, we, we have a lot of projects going in and out at Liberty County. I just want to make sure that, that uh, you know, our local businesses have an opportunity to participate. Yes, sir. If we can. That would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Okay. Next one on the uh, item is uh, the Gum Branch Southwest Convenience Center. Uh, we talked about the time extension that was needed. Um, they are coordinating with the Public Works Department to move some trash and waste over so that we can swap sides so they can work on the existing side. Um, they requested a time extension that would take us to June 20th, which is we're beginning of May, so that's only a month and a half to be finished with that job. Now, the roadways are done, the drive-through park's done, just swapping over and getting all the asphalt in the site is our next big task. Yeah, and I'm sure but, that they're waiting to get that done before they bring in the last to actually asphalt the road itself. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma we need a motion and approve it. Twenty twenty three for the completion of the gun branch Second. Motion to second. We approve the extension date request. Any further discussion? Uh, the only only thing is uh it's actually uh, I guess a, a couple lines up is saying 120 calendar days. Is it, yes. Is that 120 so, calendar days from April 26th that it was brought up or? No, no. It is from the uh, last Original? day of the last change order we okay. did. We've already done a, a small change order for time. I would, so right. what it does is that takes us from the contract notice to proceed mm -hmm. through all our change orders to June 20th. Okay. I was just trying to get clarification. Thank you. No, I'm glad you asked. All right. All in favor, show of hands, please. Motion passes. Thank you. All right, uh, where are we? 2024 public defender budget, Mr. Brandon Clark. He's, he's been patient. Thank you for waiting on me, Brandon. Good afternoon, Good sir. Sir, we've been here a long time, so <laughs> don't worry. I don't like to talk a whole lot, so and then most lawyers don't say that. Read this tonight, mm, absolutely. <laughs> the uh, where are we? Okay, so it's been a pretty good year for us. It's been very busy, uh, very challenging though, as we continue to come out of the, the shutdown from COVID. Everything is pretty much rocking and rolling uh, right here, right now. Everything's pretty open. Uh, things are moving more uh, closer to normal. Uh, our largest challenge, and I think this is true for everyone, is uh, finding staff. Um, it's real hard to find lawyers right now. I'm down a few positions and have been for a while. So most of us kind of rotate in and out doing, uh, you know, two to three jobs, um, two to three caseloads really uh, for a while now. So hopefully we'll find some people soon. The, um, but it has been, we have gotten a lot more done. As we came out of the, the shutdown, it looks like we closed this last calendar year 28% uh, more cases than we did the prior year um, when we weren't fully open. So uh, things are starting to, to move again, and that, that's good. Um, makes it even harder, of course, when we have uh, not fully staffed. Uh, revocation hearings have gone up 70% this year. I think during the shutdown, a lot of those just really didn't happen. They didn't bring them. Uh, so they're, they're moving again. Um, Part of the problem, uh, salaries have changed a lot uh, in my industry, at least, and I think really everywhere. 
Um, I think the largest driver for public defenders that really shot salary expectations up. Uh, apparently, Fulton County now starts new lawyers right out of law school at $100,000 a year. How much? $100,000 a year for new public defenders. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not in direct competition with Fulton County, um, and, but it still affects, uh, you know, people can go to Fulton County and make a lot more. The immediate surrounding area pays more to keep up with Fulton, and, and so it kind of trickles down here. Um, so that, that has greatly affected things, and then, you know, just so much demand for lawyers everywhere. Um, been one of our large issues. Uh, the training programs, I think I talk to you all about training all the time. Everyone has to operate so independently that it's important uh, to have good training so they know what their role is and actually perform the job uh, with minimal supervision after they get going. Uh, the, the primary training program we'd used, it's uh, too expensive now. I think it's something like $20,000. He did a lot of fundraising prior to COVID, during COVID. The fundraising didn't happen, and so now there's no uh, you have to pay the entire cost of it, and that's that's too much. So we're starting to look at the other training programs that we had at times used in the past, too. There's some other organizations that are uh, hopefully not as cost prohibitive. One of them used to be in Macon, so that was great. It was very low travel expenses. It's, it's still around, but it's in New Hampshire, so we'll look at how, how much that costs. Um, I'm trying to think. With respect to the budget, the, the increase, there's about a 2% increase of for the existing funding just to cover the additional cost of um, benefits that goes up, that went up this year. Uh, the rest of the money is for salary increases for the lawyers I do have. I'm trying to make sure I don't lose anybody to uh, Chatham County or, or any of the other circuits, frankly. So I want to try and make sure the people I have that I'm competitive and, and they're not going to start looking elsewhere. Um, so um, it's the main reason for that. with Chatham County when it comes to pay? Um, I think I'm competitive uh, in truth. I think I try to do better than them historically. Not a whole lot better, but uh, yeah. Uh, Retention. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, I try to do better. Because a lot of people, they want to live in Savannah. That's kind of a destination city. Mm -hmm. um, so I try and have you know some benefit here. You can live and to cover here. Exactly, and yeah. cover the gas expenses for that. that. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, there was some discussion of the Pledge of Allegiance. This will just take a second. We actually have a, a senior judge that's doing uh, Department of Corrections cases in Tattnall County for us, so these cases that arise out of the prison. At any rate, she starts with a calendar with the Pledge of Allegiance, and beforehand she makes an announcement there is no pause after um, one nation <laughs> under God. Just so, so I have to let Representative Williams do that. It's just the opposite, huh? Hey, 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 tell her. That's it. She says there's no pause, though. No she pause. wants to write okay. yeah, uh, one nation oh, okay. under I'm God. Sorry. She's in line. There are other people pushing yeah, pushing on that. And Commissioner Gillett, tell them, man. We've been trying to get that for the last 11 years, right? <laughs> I guess we just have to start saying it every time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, mm. I don't know if there's any additional... I could keep talking if you want me to. No, uh, no we, it received is like, your, we received your um, requests uh, prior, prior to your arrival, and we know uh, you, were, you were coming to visit us because of the... We have to have the contract back to the state yeah. uh, before July 1st. Actually, you know, we do this every year, but, yeah. you know, before we actually adopt our budget. But, but his request actually is a, a new total to the overall of about $171,051. That's circuit-wide. Mm -hmm. So our increase to the budget uh, is 32% of that roughly. It's about $65,000. And, uh, and we do need to move on that tonight so we can go ahead and send it back to the state as well as have the other counties, you know, approve that too. Mr. Chairman, I'll make a motion we approve the budget for the circuit-wide public defender program. Second. 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 Oh, yeah, about four seconds. Yeah. 
motion and second for discussion. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Brandon. It was worth the wait. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. Okay, uh, yes, that, that's me calling you. I just want to see if your phone still works. Uh, oh, absolutely. I yeah, feel it. You feel it? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. You got him on speed dial? No, I, I, um, I used to call Brandon. I would go up there and um, talk with him, but I hadn't seen or heard from him. I thought maybe you had changed your number. I was calling you softer. Maybe, oh, no, absolutely maybe not. Okay. Two I've had busy. the same cell for almost 20 years now, so okay, hopefully, it'll, well, okay. hopefully it'll last. <laughs> well, I, I sent you a text message. So. <laughs> Thank you, okay. right. I think one of the best things uh, about your um, office, if I may say, is that I haven't heard any complaints, so that's, a, that's, a, that's always a good thing. Thank you. We do. The people I have are great, and they do work hard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely appreciate everything you all do. I mean, I I know you all, I mean, you could just look at the numbers of the caseload and uh, how many you have on staff. We greatly appreciate everything. And I, I know you all are moving as fast as you can to expedite a lot of the cases, but man, we, we definitely appreciate it because without you all, uh, where would we be? So thank you all for everything you do. Thank you. All right. All right. The, the, the contract, Coastal Health District. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is uh, actually a follow-on from, from last time we discussed that. Um, this is to for the Liberty County Board of Health uh, to administer the opioid okay. disbursement okay. funds that came through the lawsuit that was distributed uh, through the state of Georgia. And so um, they, they, we received $83,000 here for specified purposes under that lawsuit. Uh, that was distributed to the counties. The good news, I think I mentioned this before, is that the Board of Health already has an opioid unit that addresses that in the circuit. So this would go to specifically Liberty County projects to do that. And so this is an agreement with them to administer those funds and give us a report back. That's my only concern that we get a report back, so I'm good. Right, it's, it's required as part of the agreement, yes, sir. There's no way for us to do everything. It's good to be able to partner with someone who can provide a service and uh, then give us a report back on the success of the program. So uh, you need a uh, yes. motion, a second. Motion. Yes, sir. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I'd make a motion that we contract with the Board of Health the opi opioid <laughs> program. Is there a second? Coastal Health. Second, Mr. Chair. There's a second. We partner with the Board of Health. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. They are our partners. Good to have them. Option to purchase a real property in Georgia Forestry? Yes, sir. As you know, we were approached by Georgia Forestry uh, Commission about uh, obtaining land from us to build a new forestry unit to consolidate the Long County, Liberty County units into this one new unit, which will be located on, out by the old airport on, on part of that property. Uh, as you're aware, it's about a five-acre track that they would build and develop on. They've already uh, approved bonds for that project and are ready to go. Subject to your approval, the final option to sell that property to them, we can direct sell to them since they're a governmental agency. Uh, and the price for sale to them uh, for that construction is $50,000. So we need a motion if it's if it's okay for to um, to sell that property under their option to purchase. Okay. Right. So move, Mr. Chairman. Second. Motion and second, we approve that sale, that property, $50,000, Georgia Forest. Any further discussion? I guess for the public's awareness of that, you, you remind me, government to government, we can without. Correct. Yeah, but 
Uh, otherwise, we have to put it on the open market. And That's right. Yes, sir. All right. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right, board appointment. Yes, sir. Committee. Are you ready? Watch oh. us work. Oh, man. Watch us work. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Chair. Uh, oh, you did announce it? All right. Yes, sir. Uh, to the board of uh, Service Advisory Council. <clears throat> Uh, we make a recommendation of Ms. Andrea Valdez. Second, Mr. Chair. Uh, let's see. He, he said a recommendation. He didn't say motion. So. Oh. Oh, I thought he did say that. I make a motion. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Any further discussion? The chair is on. All in favor, Ms. Andrea Valdez, representing us on the Aging Services Advisory Council. Let me know my show of hands, please. Commissioner mm -hmm. Gillard, you good? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Mr. Chair, um, it's not here, but it was in the, our folder <clears throat> for the um, CRC. Uh, make a recommendation that we reappoint Richard Hayes. Okay, we take that as a motion. Second, Mr. Everything is on a motion. I'm sorry, Chair. Mr. Richard Hayes be reappointed. Uh, I serve with him. He's doing a fine job for us. Okay. Mr. Chairman, just as a reminder too, and I know that the committee's aware of this. That's a that's a that'll be a recommendation to the other governmental agencies. They have to acquiesce on that. So you know, we'll send them that the commissioner's desires there, and then they'll we'll give them so much time to respond. I remember that now. Okay, right. You're right. Okay. Was the CRC? Yeah, that's what he said. It wasn't. It's not listed here. But listed. It, it okay. was up for reappointment. Mm -hmm. to write that money in. So. Yeah. See, what happened? We were smart enough to realize that you know, we had. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't confused what y'all did as being smart, but um, <laughs> try to keep try to keep them honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, please. Okay. Uh, Cultural and Historical Resource Committee. Okay. It was six position. We had five applicants, uh, one being Lynn Pace, replaced Jeffrey Porter to be reappointed, Lucia Lovett to be reappointed, Jason Baker to be reappointed, and Carolyn Carter to be reappointed. That's in the form of a motion. Okay. Second. Is there a second? Second. second. All right. So there are five positions of Mr. Brown. We have one position, so we'll advertise. We can re-advertise for it, or the commission could consider somebody else. Okay. It, whatever your wish is. I believe we can find somebody. Okay. Yes, find someone. Yes. I want to work on that. Mm -hmm. All right. Another five hundred dollars. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Try to bring something back to us by the mid month. Right. We will. Is that too soon? Or that's good. Okay. All right. All in favor, the motion is presented. Let us know. Show of hands, please. All right. Those persons are reappointed. Uh, Mr. Chair, on the defects board, Miss. Get me out, Justin. Go Patulia. Oh, Patulia. Patulia Gomillion wants to be reappointed. The motion. Second. All right. A motion to reappoint Ms. Gomillion to the defects board. Any further That's discussion? That's um, another one. That's not listed. <laughs> what, defects? Yeah. It's, it's on here. Should be on here. Is it? DFCS, yeah. Mm -hmm. DFCS board. 
That's not on the agenda. I got I got Board of Recreation, Aging, Coastal mm -hmm. Workforce, Coastal Historical Behavioral Health. Is that is that it? No, that's not it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the announcement at one hour. I'm, yeah. I'm not it's looking at the It's not an announcement. It's just not no. on the uh, on, on the agenda. Yeah, so. I mean, they, they're still confused down there. <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we're on going, so We're going by this, Commissioner Gill. <laughs> Commissioner Waller, don't you say that now? Y'all not going by the agenda. So, so no. do, do, we're going by this one. So do we need to make a motion to amend the agenda? Put that on following? It's I not that serious. That's, that's what I was thinking. Defect is the only no. other one. All right. We're, we had a motion in a second, right? We did. All in favor, show of hands. Yeah. Commissioner Gill is trying to. <laughs> he's right, though. No, man. He's, he's, he's right. Uh, he's right. I'll just. <laughs> I, I saw it in the packet. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Georgia Department of uh, Behavioral Health. Uh, we had no one. That's always a difficult one, too. Um, Georgia Forestry Board. Uh, Mr. Chuck Smith would like to be reappointed. Second. Okay, a motion and a motion. second that we reappoint Mr. Chuck Smith. Any further discussion on that? Mm -hmm. All in favor, show of hands, please. Mr. Smith is reappointed. Congratulations to him. Okay, the library board. Mm -hmm. Tough one here. Or it used to be. Miss Mary Beth. Dieters. Dieters. Second. That's motion. Close to that. <laughs> yeah. Motion second, Miss Mary Beth. Spell it for me. D E I T E R S. Just that name? Yes. yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, any further discussion on that? All in favor, show of hands, please. Ms. Mayor Beth. Okay. Uh, Chair the Public Facility Authority. Mm -hmm. uh, Ms. Renee Camper wants to be reappointed in the form of a motion. He's served on this for years. The second to that? Second, Mr. Chair. Yeah, we're, Renee Camper will serve and be reappointed to the Public Citizens Authority to handle the finances. Okay. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Uh, Ms. Camper's reappointed. Uh, Mr. Chair, the last one we had was a board of recreation. Mm -hmm. I confirmed it with the commissioner from that district, mm -hmm. Commissioner Jones, to reappoint Ms. Charlene Godly. Serving a long time. Uh, motion and second. We reappoint Ms. Charlene Godly to the Board of Recreation. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Charlene's still the, the chairperson. She's still the chairperson. Chair. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Does that complete your? That completes it. All right. Other than the two not being listed on the. Yeah, well, you, you know, this. <laughs> I mean, hey, we at least get an A minus, man. Come on. Um, the behavior health, and I, I think Commissioner Stevens said the Georgia behavior health, so that's not. That's not he had to bring out the red pen. Mr. Brown. He had to bring out the red pen. Historically, that behavioral health and development dispensable has been hard to. Been very tough. I don't even recall how we wound up filling it before, but I remember it being problematic. It was, and I really think that, that y'all ended up, the last was asked if they would do it. And yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm asking you to look at, the, look at the meeting requirements and perhaps canvas the community, canvas to see if there's a name you might recommend for that one too. Mr. You, Chair. Yes, sir. Talking about. Where are we with the Water Resource Council? 
And one more other one. I know Commissioner Wallen was on the recreation board mm -hmm. as our liaison. Right. I, I, I mean, are you still there? He gave that up. So if he's not, then that's something that we need to look at to try to Extent. I was actually on the, the liaison there, and I was also on the 911 board. Have you given up both of those? Or you have? I don't recall. A I remember the direct board. Yeah, yeah me too, but not the 911. Chairman McIver appointed me to the. Did he? Was that something? Uh, and I'd been on it for. In fact, it was myself and Mr. Stevens, I believe, on it. On 911? Right, yes. I didn't know they had a board. Are you still on the 911 board? Still on. So do we have a vacancy? <laughs> Actually, what happens is you only have really one commissioner appointment on there. Okay. And the other appointment that Commissioner Stevens has been serving in, I believe, he was for the fire rep service. represented no. for the fire service that was on there. Okay. So we have a vacancy for the 911? So you really, really, if I think if Commissioner Walters is not going to be there. Commissioner Stevens ought to fill the role for the county commissioners. And then you ought to probably okay. consider, if necessary, you know, that board was created when, before you had a countywide fire service, mm -hmm. basically. But we could, we could, you know, you're very limited now on who you could put back on there for other fire services simply because of resistance. But you could find somebody else to put on there, I think, in that right. place. Sorry for all About that. The, the, Sorry the for that rambling. But. The rec board, if uh, Commissioner Fraser, Fraser, you like do, that? do we need to put that on the agenda for next month, or can it's we just totally go ahead and appoint him? You can him make a decision if, right if now if you wanted it. to. I would accept. Okay. I'll you got it. Form in a motion that, or that we appoint Commissioner Fraser and to the recreation the, board. And what about the water council? Well, the water council, water council is uh, it wasn't created by any board, but it already has designated members that serve. The chief elected officials of each jurisdiction that have water resources serve on there, and then you have a technical committee that's made up of the engineers for the entities and the administrators. So you don't really make appointments to that board. Okay. That, that's the board that, uh, yeah. Of course, we do. All right, let's go back. So I made a motion. I thought I heard a second. I, I did. And and then, okay, one second. Then we have Commissioner Fergie willing to serve, so absolutely. Yes, All right. Any further okay. discussion? Anybody want to <laughs> check for that position? Uh, all in favor? Show your hands. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can vote for yourself. Congratulations. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Mr. Brown, announcements? No, sir. I don't have really have any. Other than we continue to work on the budget. Yeah. I mean, if um, I think I sent out an email about the the walkathon um, on the 13th, so if y'all want to come out and join us, we'd appreciate it. And if y'all don't want these pens that that I gave y'all, man, they, they write. They, they're brilliant. They they're right they're, 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 they're hey, if you, they, if you leave good. it around, I, I might a, get you. If you don't want yours, give it to me. If you don't want yours, give it to me. I, I know where I can't leave I'm, it. I'm, I'm selling it. Right. I, I, I definitely mean, can't leave it up here. It this thing ain't right. This thing, it just flowed, man. That's right. Well, yeah. we need to back up. We were, I think, in the in the haste we were trying to move, we we missed the minute of approval. 
in the beginning. Oh, yeah, you're in the beginning. I think yeah. we probably yeah. give it out trophies. Thank you, Justice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mr. Uh, Chair, I'll make a motion that, that we approve uh, last month April meetings. Second. Second. Second, we approve the last month, the meetings for the month, the minutes for the meetings in April. Any further discussion? All in favor, show hands, please. All right. Good catch, Mr. Moses. I checked it off, but it didn't do it. We good. Uh, once again, let me commend uh, the commission for the job it does. Um, certainly, uh, every time we get to uh, attend ACCG and to speak to other commissioners from all over the state of Georgia, <clears throat> we get to hear what's going on in and around us. And uh, number one, uh, you need to know that several of those co commissions have their eyes on Liberty County. Additionally, uh, when you talk to your, I think Commissioner Jones will say, "Amen." You neighbor, you find out you ain't doing so bad after all. <laughs> You're not doing so bad. Liberty County's doing really well. In addition to what Commissioner uh, Representative Al Williams said, the, the county's doing well. We just need to keep the progress going. So keep the progress going. So just wanted to say that, having had that experience with the uh, commissioners from around the state, sit and talk, chat with them. What's going on in your county? What's going on in your county? Those kind of things. And we took some good notes. Um, we do need to probably do a little bit of an in-service on the citizen journalists. We, we will. Right, mm -hmm. yes. Right. I, would, I would like for us to... in the works. It's in the works? Yeah. Okay. Chairman, if we could, we, we could um, send a thank you to um, Mr. Williams for the pins, <laughs> but we'd really like checks. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, we, we are, it's a work in progress because he, he's going to be able to attend the county workshops now, but we talked about having, uh, sitting out with him prior to him going to Atlanta so he would have our wish list. Uh, I, I am comfortable that we have um, made some valuable contacts with the funding sources, but I, we do need him to be in on our request so that if someone should question him, he'll be able to uh, uh, support those requests and, and be educated on what, we, what we're doing. Uh, just to know that it's not just the county, but I know the city of Riceboro has been meeting and had some requests that several people have had applications for financial assistance. So it's not just the Liberty County Board of Commissions, but he, uh, as probably Buddy Carter too, does need to be uh, kept in the loop when it comes to uh, funding requests. So no one's caught off guard when, when they hear it out there. Mr. Chair, let me say this. I remember years ago, we would always, just before time for them to go into session, we would always, the commissioners and some other mayors from other cities, we would meet up with rep like representatives Wayne, Ron Stevens and those and discuss <clears throat> some of our needs before they go. And also, we used to have what we call, it wasn't say a day of Liberty County at the Capitol, but it was a time that we could go up and discuss it with them up there. Yeah. So we I, might need to get back in that footstep mm -hmm. again. I can what, tell you, out of sight, out of mind. What someone said, I don't know if it's Mr. Brown who said that, of course, I know Chatham County does Chatham County Day, but when you have them here at, at your place, you have the undivided attention. Some, some folk think that's you much do. more effective. And we certainly examine. We did used to do that, and then the comments we got back were that if you're going to meet with us in a group, y'all please consolidate your thoughts yeah, so that don't come so that they come as one voice. Yeah. So yeah. we can work on that. Okay. We work on. It. All right. Did, did y'all know that the Lakers playing tonight? <laughs> start? No, 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 but I gotta go to the All right. Chair, take motion to adjourn. Don't move. Second. All in favor.